On today's episode of Watch Time, we're going to discuss how to pivot your brand message to meet new demands during a crisis. When you're in a situation we are currently facing with the coronavirus, your message has to be ready to adapt to whatever is coming up next. I just attended a webinar by Donald Miller from StoryBrand last week, all on changing your message in a crisis. If you don't know who Donald Miller is, he's the author of Building a Story Brand, which discusses the importance of messaging throughout your website and all of your content. In that webinar, Donald said that as soon as the pandemic hit, the first thing his team did was come up with a quarantine strategy so they could pivot their messaging for the crisis, which is definitely great advice and something that all of our listeners should be doing and thinking about. Whether you have a plan already or don't, today on Watch Time, we're going to help give some ideas on how to get started. We will be talking with Megan Early, the Marketing and Communications Manager for Fatheads Brewery, a Cleveland-based craft brewery and restaurant, and find out how they changed their messaging and service offerings to stay open during a crisis. Let's jump into the interview and hear what advice Megan has for us. You're listening to Watch Time, supercharged video marketing tips for the savvy small business owner and the modern mid-market professional with Flex Media's Kathy Zip and Bill Barona. Welcome back, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well. I'm Kathy Zip here. And I'm Bill Barona. And today we're going to be talking about your marketing message during a crisis. So not a fun conversation all the time, but it's a really important one because you never know when you're going to be going through a hard time. You know, marketing is fluid and it's constantly changing. And part of what makes marketing so challenging is setting the right message to your audience at that critical time. That's right, Kathy. And to help us learn a little more, we have Megan Early the Marketing and Communications Manager for Fatheads Brewery here to help us out. Hey, Megan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming, especially with as busy as you guys are, I'm sure, changing and shifting gears and then also trying to get all that beer delivered around town and serving your audience. Megan, why don't we start off with learning a little bit more about you? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, how you got started in marketing and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Yeah. So I'm a, a graduate from Ohio University. I, my major is English creative writing, which is very, very open. Um, and at the time that I graduated, Kami wasn't that great. So I worked at um, a Victoria's Secret store, sort of worked my way up. And one of the things that hit me while I was working there is that they are a brand for every woman, but they are a brand that doesn't necessarily help every woman and every woman's body. And uh, my mom then shortly after I'm coming to terms of learning all of this about the company, uh, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so she was one of the customers that I had worked with. And I just, it bothered me, especially when it hit so close to home that there really wasn't anything that I could do. So I developed this concept for this store called M of Hope. And essentially it was, uh, it's a gift shop that has gifts and items for women going through chemotherapy and cancer treatments. Um, while I w- had my store, I was also working to get certified so that I could fit women for their prosthet- uh, prosthetics and for bras. And then I, um, as obviously as a small business owner, you sort of learn everything and everything very quickly. So it wasn't just running a business and being, you know, in charge of customer service, being, the person that got to interact with all the customers, but it was also the the back end of like bookkeeping and inventory and most importantly marketing. Um, since my store was such a, like a 
a niche, like you, you basically had to either know someone going through treatment or you yourself had to have been going through treatment. It was a struggle to get the word out and to let people know that I had a store for you and that you could come in and be supported and get what you need. Um, so I found creative ways to get the word out and um, to really market my business. And so while I was having the storefront, I sort of noticed like, hey, you kind of have a gift within marketing. And um, it led me to Fat Heads, which I know seems completely different, but I hosted a campaign uh, for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I partnered with Fat Heads for one of the events. And about a year later, I noticed that they needed a marketing manager. And at the same time, I was shifting from having a brick and mortar to more of an online presence. And I applied for the marketing job at Fat Heads, and that's where I am today. So it's kind of weird, but it kind of works. <laughs> that's that's an amazing story. And actually, I'm really excited. I didn't even know that you started when the economy was kind of in that downturn. So I feel like you bring a really unique perspective to things that are going on right now. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's it's true. It's like definitely looking forward to being more stabilized and when things are, are good. But I feel like I can handle crises, which is why it's good for right now, too. Yeah, that's amazing. Fathead's really lucky to have you on staff, especially as their marketing director. I definitely with that amount of experience, this is going to be an interesting interview. I'm really excited about this. Yeah. One thing I did want to mention, I don't know if you happened to catch uh, Governor DeWine's address a couple days ago, but he actually did shout out Ohio University because the Marching 110 performed the fight song like remotely and they like pieced them all together. I don't know if you got a chance to see that. I didn't get a chance to see it just yet. I heard about it, and that's, that's pretty awesome. It's neat to hear that my old monitor was shouted out in yeah. one of those press conferences. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was really cool. I, I got a chance to check it out, and um, it was amazing how they like pieced it all together video-wise, and it sounded really cool, so it was really neat. That is awesome. So let's jump in, and let's talk a little bit about your daily responsibilities at Fatheads. I want to talk a little bit first about like pre-pandemic, so pre-the coronavirus, like what some of your day-to-day -day looked like. So on average, what would you say an average day as the marketing director of Fatheads would look like? Sure. So, you know, we all know that with marketing, you can have a plan, but you always sort of have to have a backup plan. So in a perfect world, we plan by quarter. So we know what beers are going to be released when um, I even look up, you know, what fun days of the week are happening to see if we can kind of mix them with uh, a menu item that we have. So for instance, you know, National Donut Day, we could partner with a local business and make uh, like a bumbleberry donut to have on National Donut Day. So it combines the two beer and donuts. Um, so we will we'll plan for um, each quarter, just different events and different ways to kind of um, get people excited for new releases, new launches, and just truthfully, like a daily day, day to day celebration of, of beer and of coming up here to Fat Heads. Wow, that's actually I had no idea that you were behind the uh, the menu pairings because uh, Kathy and I obviously go to Fatheads quite a bit, and um, I love the menu pairings. And now that I know that you're behind <laughs> them, I love them a little bit more. So that was awesome. I don't want to take full credit. I definitely run everything by our head chef Nate. Um, he sometimes will see me coming and will just tell me to leave immediately because he's like, "We're not doing another theme night," but I have to break it to him that we are. So. <laughs> 
Well, good <laughs> job. Happened. I think it looks awesome what you guys are doing. It's it's really cool. It's unique. I feel like a lot of different restaurants have like specials, but I love that you guys are trying to pair your beers with the food. And I think that that's kind of unique too for you guys because I know there's a lot of breweries that are specifically just beer. And then there are some that are, you know, or obviously some are just restaurants, but you guys kind of bring it both together really nicely. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit too about marketing materials, like outside of like putting, you know, helping pair things together. I know that I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, that you do a lot with the gift shop and a lot of things that are going in there, as well as a lot of materials that are going out for, um, different events. Can you talk a little bit about some of the materials that you're responsible for creating on a daily basis? Yeah, of course. So I, uh, we have a gift shop manager, Nicole, who's fantastic. And we like to brainstorm just unique items that we can bring into the gift shop. So we do, again, we try to pair locally into things that people could connect with. So, you know, Cleveland's a huge sports town. So we came out with a line of like Cleveland Browns themed fat heads apparel and Cleveland Indians themed apparel. Um, we also try to come up with holidays. So if there's, um, for instance, St. Patrick's Day just came. Uh, we had St. Fatty's Day. So just like fun, quirky little T-shirts that people people love a good T-shirt and people love a good just slogan. So um, I help to create that as well as uh, the event space we have. It, um, I try to come up with unique uh, event ideas that can bring the public in. So we do trivia once a month, but then we also do like a Galentine's Day celebration. Or um, if, if there was like a theme night, we try to, again, make specials that'll go and coincide with the theme of the uh, trivia night just to kind of excite people and just do something a little bit different, too. I did attend the uh, Parks and Rec trivia night, and I want to say it was a lot of fun. It, it's a it's a <laughs> You know, it's a, it's a good chance to gather people around a common interest, you know, while also being able to have a fun time in the environment of Fatheads and, you know, share interests in all, all your beers as well. Well, that's great. Thanks for coming to that one. And that, that week we had chicken and waffles, which is my biggest weakness, but that had to happen for the Parks and Rec. <laughs> Absolutely. Leslie Nope would have been disappointed if, if there hadn't been that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I am not a... Parks and Rec watcher, uh, my wife is, but I had no idea that's why you had chicken and waffles. I do know that I came in that week because my dad loves chicken and waffles, and (laughs) he was going on and on about how they were some of the best that he's had, at least locally. They were pretty good. That's awesome to hear. That's a huge compliment. That's awesome. I also do want to mention, though, especially with the merchandise, uh, I actually own quite a few Fatheads shirts, and I think it's really cool. Like you guys did a Halloween themed shirt and I have that like the trick, was it trick or is it trick or treat or trick beer treat or. Oh my goodness. Why can't I think of it right now? It was glow in the dark, which had to happen. That was what I was so pumped about. Um, adult trick. Oh, I don't remember a frat. I don't even uh, remember what this is. It was a good one. Oh, it definitely was. Like I, you know, I don't usually dress up for Halloween, but that was like my Halloween costume. So, you know, when my <laughs> wife was like, you need to, pick out a costume, I go, I'm going to wear this shirt and drink a beer. I'm like, that's my Halloween (laughs) costume. But I did want to ask you a little bit more too about the marketing materials. Um, Just out of curiosity, I know like you guys have a large sales department and you guys will actually have events off site. Are you responsible for those materials? Are you responsible for materials going out to other maybe bars or restaurants that are 
buying your beer and serving it? Sure. So I do my best to support any departments that are within Fathead. So um, sometimes the sales team, they do have offsite events and they'll need a poster or a beer list or um, just information about our, our beer hall, um, how to rent out our event space. So I, I kind of put things together so that they can take and have whatever they need to be best supported and to help market Fatheads um, a lot with uh, the Great American Beer Festival in September slash October. I'll help out too as far as making sure we have all the signage and everything we need. So I might not necessarily host the event or organize it, but I definitely support um, the sales team and, and anyone here at Fatheads with uh, whatever material they need or even if they need a gift basket. I also um, am in charge of donations here at Fatheads. So if they need anything to help auction off or raffle or uh, entice customers to come and visit them at their events, I'm kind of the person behind that as well. No, that makes sense. I've seen a lot of that promotional material that you're talking about, and it definitely looks really good. And uh, I think you guys do a really good job, especially when you're hosting events and you bring your own stuff. Well, thank you. Uh, as far as obstacles go, I wanted to jump into some of that. What were some daily obstacles that you would face in your, your job day to day prior to all of this happening? So prior to everything that's going on right now, um, honestly, the a big obstacle could be like a release date. Say we have all their ducks in a row on our end as far as um, announcing a new beer, but life happens and say our canning line goes down or the beer might not be clear enough. Um, Matt Cole, the head brewmaster and owner, he's so prideful and he's and rightfully so. Um, he, he does not believe in putting something in a can that's not quality. And so if it's not ready, then we just won't do it. And if that means we have to push back things, then we push back things. So uh, when those things that are out of our hands, those obstacles happen, it can be tough, but we definitely learn to roll with the punches, um, push things back as best as we can, and just really communicate it to our partners, uh, the bottle shops or distributors, everyone that's going to get the beer, just to let them know like, Hey, there's going to be a delay. Um, and then, if uh, even if like an event needs to be canceled, that's never an easy thing. But just again, communication is so huge and vital and being able to let your customer know why and what we can do to fix it and remedy it so that they're they're going to be able to visit with us again and that they essentially still dr just trust us. It's about trusting the brand and the company. One thing, too, I kind of wanted to jump into with this that I, I kind of failed to mention in the beginning was you run everything for social media for Fatheads, too, correct? I do. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do the beer halls. I help out with Pittsburgh and then I occasionally will jump on to the North Homestead location and can location as well. But yeah. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what it's like to run those different channels and even like prior to everything that's going on, you know, what was your, your day to day, like putting stuff together for, you know, all the different channels or even the primary channels that you have. I do know that we've uh, tagged, you know, different uh, things we've thrown up on Instagram before with fat heads and even at 10 o'clock at night, I will see it get shared. So I'm just imagining you just constantly going through your social media. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a, a good thing, but you have to have people in your life that understand why you're on your phone at all times. <laughs> That's for sure. But I mean, I, I definitely try to keep up with um, like pre what's happening right now. I would definitely do my best to post anything, share anything that I see a customer um, post on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If they have a mess, uh, question that they private message us, I'll definitely get back to them as soon as I possibly can. Um, it's, we, I'm sure we'll probably get into it. It has shifted greatly since the past couple of weeks with everything, but 
Um, I, I live with my phone and, you know, it's, it's important if somebody has a question that they're answered, but at the same token, before all this was happening, I was learning, um, how to sort of put my phone down at a certain time at night, just to have more of a work-life balance. We'll get there again soon, I'm sure, but just hitting the pause button on that right now. <laughs> how crucial would you say it is, I guess, in ter- just in terms of social media, and I don't know if you have the stats for this or not. And if you don't, it's no big deal. But just in terms of how Fatheads is doing business, is social media a large part of what's promoting and like what's letting other people know what's going on? I, I think so. I think everyone right now is on social media. Obviously, like I hate to say this too, but uh, print has definitely shifted um, where, you know, we've this year again, pre everything that's going on, we've shifted gears as far as where we advertise because we've noticed that the messaging gets across better on social media than it does in other forms. Um, Not to say that we won't still continue with certain partners, but it's just uh, social media is, is amazing at getting the message out. And the one thing that is really interesting that I would love to even pick your brains on as well is since everything's happened, we've seen such an increase in followers and I don't know why I'm not going to question why we're very thankful for it, but it's, it's been blowing us away just with like the support and kindness of people coming forward and reaching out and wanting to connect with us since all of this has happened. So we're very grateful for it, even though it's peculiar. One thing I can tell you, I was just listening to a podcast the other day from Social Media Examiner. They have the, I think it's called the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. And okay. uh, there was a woman on there. Her name is Tara Zerker. And one of the things that she actually brought up in that episode was talking about like Facebook stats that she had looked up prior to her time on that podcast. And I guess Facebook is saying that they're seeing 70% more people on platform than they've ever had. That's crazy. I mean, it's it, people are home, they're bored, they want to connect and I, I get it. It's, it is just so strange and I want to dive deeper into it. It's just haven't had a moment to kind of to do that just yet, but what I've noticed too is like, especially with some of the like smaller businesses that um, maybe haven't even established their social media presence so much, like they're starting to post too. Like I've seen even local bars, you know, down the street or restaurants that are doing takeout. Like literally, I've seen some of them where their last post was like 2012. Like, oh, Facebook, you know, let me get on there. And then all of a sudden they're posting again. And I think it's because like, that is the most immediate way to get their message out. Some of them have websites, but some of them, you know, may not have control over it. Or, um, I mean, as a user, I've been going to Facebook to get those immediate updates. So even though, you know, Fathead has a great website, like I think people are going to Facebook and other social media platforms to get those immediate direct updates on how our business is handling this, what's available. Can I get beer? Can I get food? You know, are you open? Are you not? And so right. that's one thing that I, I've been seeing even myself do. That's a really good point. That that very well could be because you're right. You know, websites are an expense. And I know everyone's sort of being cautious and mindful of their expenses right now. And, and Facebook and social media is a great free platform that we can reach out to and just give those updates as to what we're doing. And yeah, and good- it's, a, it's immediate. It's day by day. Yeah. You know, today we're open these hours and stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Well, and speaking of that, one thing, too, that was also brought up in that podcast was that um, Facebook ads are actually on a decline in terms of people buying them. 
So an ad they were saying that would have cost $17 three weeks ago now costs 12 and they keep going down in price because the issue is when Facebook has 70% more people on platform, they don't have enough ads to meet the demand of people of what's actually going on. So there's a big theory right now that in the next couple of weeks, one ads are going to be at a, a huge like discount. So ads will be prime for buying. And then two, with everybody being um, put into their homes and getting quarantined and having to stay home, there's only so long you can watch Netflix before you start to look for other things to do. So being able to leverage those ads, being able to put out content in the next couple of weeks is going to be crucial to different brands out there. That's true. That's a really good point too. So just something very interesting, this, this podcast, um, which to anybody listening, social media examiner podcast, or even social media marketing talk show. They're both from Social Media Examiner and they have great guests on about Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. So there's a variety of stuff that you guys can listen to on there. That's a that's a great point. Um, and so now let's kind of talk about the other side of it. So how has your messaging changed? You know, before you're promoting events and you're pr promoting new beers, but now that you can't be open for events and, you know, you, you can't have people into the restaurant, how has your messaging changed? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. So the, I want to say the 16th and the 17th, March 16th and 17th were definitely like, oh, no days. Um, even the Sunday night, uh, the 15th before I remember, uh, just kind of freaking out. Like, what are we going to do? What is tomorrow going to look like? And then just going through my mind, all these questions, but then realizing if I reach out to someone, nobody has an answer. So just like calm down and wait till the next day. Right. So, because people that aren't aware in Ohio, you know, that's when the governor shut everything down. It was literally right before St. Patrick's Day, which I'm sure was like, is usually a huge day for you. Oh, yeah. It's a huge day. We, we had so many just different fun things planned in the restaurants. And, you know, we had a, 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 a firkin that we made that had Lucky Charms in it. Like we were going all sorts of just quirky again and fun for St. Patrick's Day. And then we, that, that didn't happen. Um, so the 16th and 17th, I would say we're definitely, I don't want to say damage control days, but just like trying to get our ducks in a row days, um, canceling all events through the month of March. And even we, we started to reach out to people in April, like, Hey, we're not, we're, we're assuming that things are not going to happen. So kind of, um, asking them if they wanted a different date, what could we do for the, that event space? And then, um, we have guided tours every Saturday. So kind of taking care of anything that was going to be happening in the whole month of March and April, getting people refunded, communicating with them. Cause again, that's just so, so huge. And then I want to say it was a good 48 hours of us handling like a day-to-day -day business. I know, um, Bill Wetmore, he's our director of sales and marketing, and he had so much to deal with logistic wise with our beer and getting our beer out there because obviously bars were shut or were shutting down or were shut down and they would not need kegs. So do we get the kegs back? Like just figuring out all these just different things that were the unknown. And then once we kind of had two days to settle with that, it was like, let's make food orders. Let's start beer delivery. Let's do all these just different things that we can still connect with our customers, let our customers know, like you can still come in and get beer from us, or we can bring the beer out to your car. Um, we can have you order food from us so you don't have to cook, which was tricky too, because, you know, there were hints that we were going to be going on a stay at home order and everyone was grocery shopping. So we're like, do people even want food right now? Are they going to be at the point where they're tired of cooking? Or are they going to be like, we have so much food we need to get rid of. So it, the first week was definitely a lot of trial and error, a lot of just kicking our legs underwater, staying afloat, trying to figure out what to do. 
But um, the great thing was we were all in this together. That was just what we kept saying, just not only fat heads, but everyone in Cleveland, all small business owners. So it was great to see the support from other breweries reaching out to one another, just checking in to make sure everyone was okay. It's just been like, I hate to say beautiful, but it's been really beautiful in a way to, to connect with one another and to try and help one another stay afloat. Absolutely. You know, there's definitely some silver lining in this. And so, yeah, I think that's really cool how, you know, the brewing community in Cleveland has, um, you know, really come together. Have you, have you kind of, you know, borrowed ideas from other people or have other people, you know, like look to you for advice? Like have, has the brewing industry kind of bounced ideas off of each other? Yes, we definitely like, I want to say social media was huge the first week as well, because we wanted to see what other people were doing to see like, hey, could we do this? Or can we make something similar happen? Um, That's kind of how the beer delivery started, because we were like, can we even make this happen? Like, how can we build it into the website? Just different things like that. Um, There are so many clever ideas with other breweries, too, that things we would love to replicate or, or to try and make our own, but just probably in another lifetime. But uh, there's a lot of creativity happening and it's been awesome to see. And it's been neat because even like Sibling Revelry, they ordered a a beer order from us. And I mean, that's so cute. Like it was just an awesome thing. And, you know, uh, Sarah was our driver that day. So we got a great picture in front of the brewery delivering the beer. And that's just awesome. I don't know. It's just great, great support. One thing I want to mention too to everyone listening, because I don't think they may know this depending on, you know, whether you're from Ohio or Northeast Ohio, Cleveland's got a really large brewery scene. We have a rather large for our area. And I don't know, Megan, if you know the exact number of breweries. I know it's it's definitely over, I think it's definitely over 25 because the passport oh, yeah. that they're doing is over 25. I don't know the exact number, but yeah, it's, it's well over, I'd say 25 for sure. So, I mean, you're looking at an area with over 25 breweries all fitting within one county, which isn't very large. And all of these different breweries are kind of relying on each other. Some of them, you know, as large as Fatheads, it's distributing to multiple states and some of them as small as, you know, basically being tap rooms and not really distributing outside of their tap room at all. So that's pretty impressive that, you know, you guys have all kind of leaned on each other and kind of looked to each other for like what to do next. Absolutely. And and I'd love to share something else, but the bad thing is I have to get back to you as to which brewery did it um, because part of it's lack of sleep, but part of it I forgot the brewery, which I hate to say, but um, our crawler machine broke. So since we started um, beer home delivery, we've been, our, our crawler sales have definitely been up and our crawler machine the first week alone just completely died and we couldn't get anyone out to repair it because they were considered non-essential. So uh, one of our fellow breweries lent us their crawler machine for in exchange for hops. So we have this amazing crawler machine and we're able to still get people there, their crawlers, and it wouldn't have happened if we didn't reach out to our partners. So just awesome things like that have been happening that have been life-saving for us and, and helpful to them because they needed hops. So it worked out well. I could find out the name of the brewery because I just can't think of it right now. You know, I just think that it's great that that is probably not just specific to Cleveland. I feel like that's definitely like businesses all over leaning on each other. And one thing that's great about an unfortunate situation is like, like this is that people really lean on each other and they really go to help each other. And I think that's an amazing thing to see. Oh, absolutely. We 
we're all in this again together and we want to see each other succeed and come out of this on the other side. It's, it's scary because we don't know when this is all going to end and when we can reopen and see our customers and honestly see our fellow staff members and our, our we call it our fat heads family again. So we just want to be able to help support one another so we can get to that point. Well, I know that I will definitely be coming by soon for some crawler pickups. And as soon as this is over, I will be coming in to eat. So I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. We can't wait to see you. So you kind of, you talked about, you know, like you had this brainstorming period where, you know, you were, you were trying different things. So since it's been a a few weeks now, what are some of the successes that you're seeing? You know, has the, the takeout been a hit or are people, you know, really ordering the beer deliveries? Like what, what's working for you? Yeah, sure. So the beer delivery is definitely, it's, it's going and it's, it's amazing. We're very, very, very grateful for it. Um, today I want to say we've had about 75 orders. Um, when wow. we're done. <laughs> yeah. That's it's amazing. A lot. It's a lot. And it's yeah. only Thursday. <laughs> it's only Thursday. We're not judging anyone. We love it. <laughs> um, uh, after this podcast, actually, I'm going to do a delivery of seven. So it's like, we're all kind of helping out and, and supporting just different areas too. Um, so that's been very successful. And honestly, the food, like we kind of left because I mentioned the first week we were, we were not sure if anyone would want food and it was quiet and we were panicking in a way or not, not, we were worried that maybe people didn't want food, but in my head, I kept remembering that people are just, they have food. Like all of us staff members were even talking about how much we went grocery shopping and what we got and how we're not going to touch on restaurants anytime in the near future. So knowing that there would be like a little grace period and maybe this would be the calm before things got picked up again. Um, and that's really what happened the following weekend when we had food for the weekend, it it was insanity, but it was great insanity. We were so busy, but it was, those people are, are now tired of cooking at home and they're, you know, wanting to escape, get in the car away from their families just for a minute and and pick up something. So it was nice that we could be that escape for them and that we we were ready for them because we had a little bit of time to kind of get our groove. I want to say relax, even though everyone's been very busy, but just kind of get ready for this, um, this busyness, which is great. That's awesome. I'm, I'm so glad that you found, you know, other channels to be able to, you know, continue and, and go on. Um, so you talked a little bit about how this has changed your day to day. It's a little different, you know, you weren't making delivery orders to people's houses before. Um, so how has this changed, you know, what, what your job role is, you know, and, and kind of, you know, what your day looks like, and then are you facing, you know, any kind of different obstacles now that you're trying to overcome? Sure. Um, so it's it's different. Uh, I want to say social media again, like that's a big, huge part of my my job here at Fatheads, and it doesn't stop. Somebody just asked me like, what time I finally turn off my phone? And last night, I think I finally finished answering people around midnight. So it it goes late, and then it's it starts pretty early. But you know, that's that's what I'm here for. Um, and even on the weekends when it gets really busy. Uh, I come in more and we help out in the kitchen and it was actually really comical because a different chef, not Nate, um, I had to ask him and have him be patient with me because I had to put sauces in orders for to-go food and I have no idea what these sauces are and he's like, it's the red one and I'm looking at 11 red sauces asking him 
be a little bit more specific. And he's like, it has black pepper flakes in it. And all of them have black pepper flakes in them. So it, it was, it was comical. Um, cause I've never worked in the kitchen. So kind of putting on a new hat, uh, to try and figure out what they need to support them. And even answering the phone is hilarious because, um, while I am familiar with the menu, I don't know every item. So, uh, right now we have a scaled back menu and, um, they're asking me for questions about the orders and I'm trying my best to answer customers with having no idea about anything within the restaurant side of the world. Um, so I have a whole new appreciation for anyone that works in a restaurant cause it is intense and awesome. And then, uh, just even helping out with delivering beer to homes. That's like you said, it's not something that I necessarily would do in a day to day, um, job description, but it's something that needs to be done right now. And I'm happy that I'm here and I'm happy that I'm able to help the company. And, uh, so it's, it's different, but it's, it's fun. It's, uh, an adventure and it's, uh, you know, I've said before that no two days are the same, but right now, especially no two days are the same. Definitely. I mean, so I think that's so interesting. I mean, I'm always personally interested in, you know, how different pieces and parts come together and you're really getting to experience different sides of the Fathead's business. And I'm just curious, like from a marketing perspective, is that giving you different ideas for content? I mean, maybe not, but is, is it, are you thinking, you know, maybe there's more that I can be sharing here that I've witnessed, you know, with, with some of our followers or customers? Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's kind of like, in a sense, I'll think shame on me for not having thought of it. But at the same token, I would never have thought to maybe go in the kitchen more because I, I, you know, I, I want to take a picture of the burger complete. I don't know the stages though that go into making the burger. So now that I've had this whole eye opening experience of being in the kitchen, when we're back open, that's something I would love to focus on and even highlight the staff back there because they, I mean, it's it's definitely scaled back, but how quickly and how efficiently and how fast that they're working to get an order in, it's, it's remarkable. And I think that, um, I mean, even as a consumer of food, I don't necessarily think of all the blood, sweat, and tears that go into making my food. And now having seen it firsthand, it's something you really appreciate and it is a great story to tell. So um, I would love to do it right now, but and I don't want to say too busy. I'm just not sure how right now, because we are kind of all juggling so much, but it's, it's something I certainly thought of for when we're post this, we have great stories in the whole brewery and the restaurant to tell about what our staff does. One thing too, that I'd, I'd like to add to that, Megan, and I think this is interesting just because, um, like even from our perspective of like video marketers, whenever we work with the company, we try really hard to like immerse ourselves in what they're doing in order to help tell their story. Cause we want to feel like we understand their product. So a lot of times Kathy and I walk away being like these great advocates for companies because we, you know, we see how they do things and we understand it. And I think that what's really cool about what you're saying is that you're kind of getting that ability. Like, even though you're in charge of marketing for fatheads and you understand certain aspects of the business, you're really getting an opportunity to immerse yourself in what's going on in the day to day. And that's really cool. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, too, like we, we've we talked um, in the past about how we do a staff spotlight every Sunday on staff members. It just like the wheels are turning now on how to highlight the staff members and show their gift and what they bring to the company, because it's more of a way that they should be appreciated and valued for what they do. So it's definitely been awesome and it's exhausting, but it's exhausting in a great way. 
One thing I did want to talk about too with you, Megan, was just in terms of like the social media day to day. I know that you're, you're saying that there's definitely a lot of um, messages and questions coming in early morning, late at night, but are you seeing that social media is playing a key role in terms of how you're communicating with people now and in terms of the beer delivery or even getting this information out of what you're doing differently? Absolutely. Like I, I feel bad in a way because I know that for the past couple of weeks, um, we've been changing hours cause we've sort of been testing the waters with what works and what doesn't work for us. Um, and, and every day the, the post is different and the information's different. So sometimes I might not necessarily have everything out there that's clear for a customer and, and they'll reach out and ask questions and that'll help to give me insight as to maybe what I lacked that day or what, what I missed as far as, um, our hours or the food specials or what our limited menu is. So it's, it's been nice right now to be able to be in touch with customers so much, but it's, um, definitely helping to learn how to communicate the proper way uh, to get our messaging that we need across. Are there any particular channels that you find uh, very helpful with what's going on? Like, are you seeing more success on one platform versus another? You know, that's, that's a great question. I, again, have been wanting to sort of look at um, just all of the information. Uh, why can't I think of the, oh, the analytics. That's the word I'm looking for. I wanted to check it out to see just what's been different and what posts have been more successful. I haven't had that moment to sort of sit tight and do that just yet. But I want to say, honestly, Facebook has been the biggest um, opportunity for us and the biggest way that we've been connecting with our customers. Instagram has been great. It's been awesome to see all of the people that have purchased their um, beer from the home delivery system sort of put up pictures. And I love sharing this, you know, to thank them for their support of, of ordering with us. Um, that's been great as well. And Twitter is also a lot of fun, but Facebook has definitely been the platform that we've really relied on throughout all of this. Have you guys been using video in any way uh, to try and get your message across? Or is there anything that you've been using, maybe even video in t inside of your stories, anything like that? We, I've definitely been trying to do video within the stories. We haven't done video just yet. Um, it's been on the back of my mind. I think right now with how things are, we are not wanting to be create, like, I don't want to say creative, but super creative. We, we essentially just want to get our messaging across. So, um, if, if we can be, uh, clean with our messaging, um, just have a photo image, whatever we can do just to make it almost more simple for our customer. That's what we're trying to do right now. Um, that said though, we, we have been kind of trying to talk of ways to, to make it a little bit more fun. Like, Yesterday with April Fools, we had a chance to kind of have a little bit more fun with our customer. And we wanted to do something, too, that wasn't necessarily about the pandemic and about what's going on in the world. We just kind of wanted to make people laugh, even though we kind of touched on what's happening. Um, but even over the weekend, uh, a customer sent us a picture of one of our onesies on a baby. And we were like, this is a post we all need today because we're so sick and tired of, you know, seeing negative things on social media or even just like, hardships that are going on because we're all seeing and we're all going through it but like here's an adorable little baby in this onesie and I want to say that those two posts in particular were the most engaged upon posts I do definitely want to share something with you too I don't know if it's something that you guys can use right now or maybe afterwards but I definitely think right now if you have the opportunity especially with everybody sitting at home I know in the past we've kind of talked about that uh, cooking with Matt Cole type thing <laughs> Um, and I know he's a big barbecue fan, but what I really wanted to share with you is 
I know live video is huge right now with Facebook having all of those people on platform, people looking for things to do. And I don't know if it's something you guys have the ability to do, but I definitely want to share if you can try and do some Facebook live or maybe even like ask the brewer. I feel like you guys would get such a good amount of people engaging and wanting to ask questions, especially people that maybe are regulars and they're like, I can't come, but I can see there's Matt Cole or, you know, anybody else from the staff that maybe might be an expert in something. If you have somebody that can talk about like cooking or even like somebody that can talk about the brewing process outside of him. I just think that'd be kind of a cool thing that you guys can start doing a live video. Maybe even if you have the time once a week or once every two weeks might be kind of neat. No, that's a, that's actually a really great um, point. I wonder too, uh, tomorrow Matt's cooking for us because Matt does like to cook. So he's bringing in some barbecue for the staff just because we have been extending ourselves a little bit, so it's his way to show gratitude. But maybe tomorrow would be a great time to be like, hey, stop for a second. Let's let's do this and make it happen. That's a great idea. Even if it's like 15 minutes, I feel like you're going to have so many. You get, One thing I love about Fatheads is you have so many diehard fans. And I think that you're going to have all these people that are going to just be happy to see him and just happy to ask any question they can, even if they're just like little things like, oh, what's coming up? What new beers are coming out? You know, are you know, are yeah. you guys still producing this? Or are you producing that? Yeah, no, that's great. Because you're right. They, people have been asking a lot about kind of what we're doing as far as what beers are going to be released in the future. So this might be a great opportunity for him to 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 speak on that and answer those questions. I know that's one thing we're trying to do. We do like I do those quick tip videos on Facebook and I kind of got away from them because we were so busy moving everything out of our office to like my house and like trying to figure out remote stuff. But like I definitely plan on coming back with them because I feel like there's just something with everything going on, kind of like you're saying, like with you guys having your food and your beer, like something that brings like something normal back into people's lives. I feel like that kind of helps out. It does. And, and you're right. And we kind of, we, we got a little bit of a sense of that too, like over the weekend with the baby post and even yesterday, like people want a little bit more of that normalcy, I think in their lives. One thing I really wanted to ask you, I feel like there's a lot of states out there that are kind of behind Ohio. I know our governor has kind of been looked at as being the leader in shutting things down and trying to, you know, contain everything that's going on. And I know you'd mentioned March 15th. It, that's the time that came down in Ohio where the governor said at midnight on March 15th, we are shutting down all restaurants and still support people with local carryout and things like that. Can you talk a little bit, I know you did it earlier, but can you talk a little bit more about maybe when that happened? Did you guys already have a plan in place? Were you guys brainstorming at that point? Like how did that kind of come together? Uh, that's a great question too. We, we didn't have really a plan. Like we, I think, and I don't want to speak on behalf of everyone, but I think we all in the back of our heads knew that this was very well either going to happen or a big time potentially going to happen. But at the same token, we were so hopeful that, you know, there were just rumors that this necessarily wouldn't be the case. Um, I was watching the press conference actually here at Fatheads and, and you know, again, once they announced what they did, it was sort of just this like, oh no, what do we do? But then again, like, okay, we can't panic. Like panicking is not the answer right now. We just need to figure out what's next. And I think we all came in Monday morning with a ton of ideas and a ton of um, just things that we, we could try to do to, to figure out how to get through this. And we sort of put a pause on them to handle just different parts of the business. But then Wednesday we were able to really sort of form this great think tank and like figure out the plan that would best work for Fatheads to make this a success throughout this whole entire situation. 
So we've learned so much from you, Megan, and you've obviously learned a lot too going through this whole process, you know, with fat heads. So what would just be, you know, if you kind of just summarize some advice for our listeners who might have businesses right now and maybe they're limited in what they can can do or they have to change their marketing approach, like from your whole experience so far, what would you recommend to them? Uh, great question. The the best advice that I could give to anyone in any business owner is just to to think outside the box. This is really uh, time for us to be creative and to try just different unique ways, things that maybe we thought never were possible to to connect with our customer and to reach with them. Um, whether it's you know uh, one idea that I, I personally would love to see happen is you know people are home with their kids. Kids now are not going back to school for uh, you know another month. Um, why not teach your child to cook and have like a, a cooking kind of class and how fun would it be to, to put it together like a fun instructions from like the fat head that teaches a little one how to make a pizza and, and have a whole family style night where you, where you do that. I think that there's nothing off limits at this point because you just need to to think of, again, ways just to connect and to make the best of this, the situation. And then I'd also suggest, um, checking out social media and seeing what other businesses are doing. Honestly, right now, I feel that if you were to reach out to a business and ask them like what's working for you, what's not, they're more willing to answer because they, they want to support and they want to help each other. So, you know, being inspired by what others are doing and, and trying to make it your own that's fitting with your brand and, and speaking with, uh, with other small business owners to see and to basically determine what could work for you as well. That is great advice. So I, I really wish Fat Heads luck. Um, are there any other resources that you would recommend to our listeners where, you know, they can help get ideas, you know, about their messaging? You said looking to other companies and other businesses, but like, what about, maybe social platforms that have helped you, you know, because you, that's such a, a heavy load for you right now, you know, trying to manage all that. Right. Right. No, that's great. I mean, honestly, to, to kind of compliment both of you and to have things back your way, I, I think that people should definitely tune in to your podcast and even your tips. I think that it's great that you're, you're making the most too out of this hard situation and, and giving guidance still to small businesses. You're a huge platform that any small business could definitely utilize and, and make the most from. And, and I think that, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of great, even Instagrammers, like I, I hate to say influencers, but there are some that I follow and everyone right now is having to shift gears and what they're doing. So if there's somebody that you like to follow that has a good following sort of see what they're doing, take a minute to watch their story and, and replicate what they're doing that works for them. And it might work for you too. Well, thank you, Megan, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. All the information you gave us was great. I feel like it's going to be a huge help for our listeners. Uh, let me just ask you real quick, if, if people want to learn more about you, want to learn more about Fatheads, where can they go to do that? Yeah, great question. Um, so follow us at Fatheads Brewery um, or Fatheads Beer on Instagram. And uh, you're more than welcome to reach out if you direct message. You're gonna you're gonna get me, so I'll definitely message you back. And then, um, I mean, honestly, I don't mind giving out my email or um, my my Instagram handle. That's not a problem, too. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. This has been an awesome show. I feel like this is going to be a huge help for a lot of people out there that are maybe just kind of confused or uncertain at this time. And, and you guys are definitely a good example of somebody who came in and said, you know what, this is an unfortunate time. We have to change the way we do business. Let's just look at it, take it, 
head on and make the change and just start serving our customers because that's most important. And one thing I, I do love about Fatheads is I feel like your guys' customer service is just absolutely amazing and top notch. So thank you. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for speaking with me. I really appreciate it. We definitely want to hear from you too. You know, please send us any topics that you'd like us to discuss on the podcast to info at flexmediacle.com or you can direct message us on any of our social channels at flexmediacle, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we hope that everyone stays well. We look forward to continuing to connect on you and we'll catch you at the next podcast. Thanks everyone. Thanks, Megan. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Watch Time. Make sure to subscribe and share the podcast and leave us feedback on today's episode. That's a wrap.